It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. A reminder, we are governed. Our minds are molded. Our tastes are formed. Our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. That timeless quote is from Edward Bernays, and such programming is called perception management. More on that subject in a moment. Last weekend, while Canada and Siberia were going up in flames, Southern California was getting snow. What's wrong with this picture? From LA's KTLA Channel 5 News, spring snowstorm hits Southern California mountains. Those are mountains where I grew up, by the way, the San Gabriel Mountains. Snow in May never happened. Not while I live there. From CNN, wildfires in Canada, off to an exceptionally fast start. From the New York Times, Alberta wildfires forced tens of thousands in Canada to evacuate. How much of this do we see on Matrix Media mainstream disinformation while they're showing a scripted political theater and every drama they can drum up? They don't show us anything of what's happening around the world. From the UK Guardian, at least 21 dead as wildfires rage across the Ural Mountains and Siberia. That's the far north in Russia. Incinerating while Southern California gets snow. From LeMond.com, Russia forest fires break out in Siberia amid heat wave. Also in Siberia, while Southern California gets snow. You get the idea. Far north near the Arctic, baking and burning while Southern California shivered in snow. Or at least some form of chemical ice-nucleated frozen material. None of this is nature. It is an already highly damaged planet being completely pushed over the edge by highly toxic covert climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. The vast majority of the human race remains completely asleep at the wheel on a programmed form of autopilot, oblivious to their surroundings, dying trees, disappearing wildlife, and science fiction skies almost never blue, and frequently striped or fogged out with filth from the never-ending climate engineering atmospheric aerosol spraying onslaught. It can't continue, and it won't. Wikipedia definition of the term sacrifice zone. Consider this, and we'll plug this into the equation. A sacrifice zone or sacrifice area, often termed a national sacrifice zone or national sacrifice area, is a geographic area that has been permanently impaired by heavy environmental alterations. Yes, environmental alterations. To put it mildly, look up, connect the dots while there's still time. We, all of us, each of us, are now passengers on a planetary sacrifice zone. Hang on, because what has already taken place pales in comparison to what's coming. Even as we are circling the drain, Matrix Media's scripted mass distraction rules the day. As the proverb goes, Nero fiddles while Rome burns. There are numerous interpretations for the term functional extinction. One is this, that if a species is on a trajectory that will, based on all available data, lead to its near-term collective demise, it can be said that such a species is functionally extinct. 
such as the tale of the human race. No rogue asteroid needed, no nuclear annihilation, though that will soon likely be an additional factor in the equation. Destroying the planet's life support systems to keep the carbon fuel carnival going while simultaneously playing God with the weather. Welcome to the asylum. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. Moving on. Many bad news headlines in a moment, but first a quick weather warfare update. In the western U.S., we have again, been subjected to weather and temperature whiplash by the climate engineering cabal. Over the course of about the last two weeks, from winter to summer, back to winter, and now back to summer, with record-shattering heat in the West in store. The jet stream configuration over the West was as extreme as it gets. I'm not sure I've ever seen one quite this extreme over the West. It came from just off... The Baja Peninsula, about two-thirds of the way down, straight up the eastern Pacific, which is off the coast of the U.S., almost heading toward the northwest, all the way to almost Alaska, giant U-turn, and then back down, just inland from California, a giant loop that wrapped around the high-pressure dome that's being manipulated in California now. The jet stream manipulation is so extreme, it's questionable how much the climate system can take. And many would ask, can the climate engineers manipulate jet stream patterns by manipulating atmospheric pressure zones with installations like HARP, ionosphere heaters like HARP in Alaska, one of many such installations? Short answer, yes. As stated in previous broadcasts on so-called mostly sunny days when it's hot, the UV radiation is brutal and searing, and again, quote, mostly sunny, meaning that skies are either completely or partially contaminated with climate engineering filth. It's not just the long visible trails, but the already dispersed and scattered solar radiation management particles, hazy, filthy, fuzzy skies. How many even remember our once deep blue skies? About the heat penetrating off the chart UV radiation. The Weather Channel's climate engineering cover-up actors continue to point out how fast parked cars left in the sun now heat up, and how dangerous it now is for anyone left in such a car, children or pets, for example. What the climate engineering cover-up actors don't disclose is why the thermal energy buildup is now so extreme in parked cars with the windows up, and is now so, again, severe for the occupants that may be in that car. The disintegrating ozone layer is allowing off-the-chart UV levels to bombard Earth's surface. Climate engineering is the single biggest factor in this equation by far. Search the ozone destruction section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. If you think it was just those hairspray cans destroying the ozone layer, think again. Mass distraction while climate engineering wreaks havoc on what is yet left of the planet's life support systems. Back to the toxic precipitation in the West, new from several sources. Half the Western U.S. is out of drought, but not fully recovered, the headline states. 
It goes on. Hydrologists from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration said deep snowpack across much of the West will bring short-term relief. Stop there for a moment. Short-term is certainly the right term. You can't erase, for example, in my location on the east side of Lake Shasta in Northern California, you can't erase 500-plus missing inches of rain since 2007, and the rain that does fall is toxic, killing soil microbiome. More on that later in this broadcast. And aquatic life, insect life, the UV radiation bombarding the foliage and the trees, shutting their stomata, creating a condition called VPD, vapor pressure deficit. That's why the forest doesn't smell like a forest anymore because trees are not breathing as they should, conifers especially. The predominant tree in the western forest, the Doug fir tree, Douglas fir, is dying everywhere in western forests. And we hear nothing about it except when official sources blame it on, quote, the beetles. Beetles are a symptom of a sick and dying tree. When the soils are poisoned, when the air is poisoned, when the UV is so intense, when the hydrological cycle is so all over the board, of course the forests are going to die. And even though there's some growth this year in parts of California on certain species of tree that are much more resistant and resilient, that doesn't change the overall trajectory. But it is designed to pacify populations, to put them back to sleep, to make them think that it's all over now. Everything's going back to normal, which couldn't be further from the truth. Wait till the end of this summer and let's see how many incinerations we have. In southern and central parts of the country, engineered colliding cold, hot air masses and chemicalized nucleation. Translation, flash flooding, cyclonic rotations, a.k.a. tornadoes, and lots of extremely damaging toxic hailstorms, which are becoming the norm with ever larger hail sizes. Again, Chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations are core to this equation. Please search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more than what most are even willing to face. And for the record, the engineered flash cool-down zones are only a shallow surface layer of cold, generally not more than 500 to 1,000 feet thick. Above that, temperatures in so many cases are remaining much, much higher. And this can continue all the way to the top of the troposphere. As previously stated in this broadcast, on two occasions, private jet pilots that fly some very important passengers, I shouldn't say important, they're well known, have contacted geoengineeringwatch.org in a panic due to their jets being forced into an autopilot descent from just above 40,000 feet because the outside air temperatures were about 45 degrees above normal. The air wasn't thick enough to carry the aircraft. We are in completely uncharted territory now. And for those that think that melting runways in the midst of heat waves and aircraft being forced into auto descents because the air is so warm outside their aircraft, for those that think that that's as bad as it can get, think again. What's coming is unimaginable. And so few have any idea how bad it will get. So here's a summary of what I just covered. The on and off engineered surface cool downs are used to skew climate data, thus masking the true extent of unfolding planetary meltdown. And the Matrix Media sensationalized headlines, which covered all the engineered winter weather events in great depth and detail, are used to confuse and divide populations as to the true state of the climate while the planet bakes and burns all too often under an ionosphere heater-induced dome of high pressure. Current case in point, 
mentioned a moment ago, the record heat dome now over the western U.S., further fueling record high temperatures. And with the thermal expansion of Earth's surface, seismic activity. On Thursday of this week, a 5.5 earthquake hit Northern California. I felt that one and was not so surprised by it. And about atmospheric heating and seismic activity. Search atmospheric heating Japanese earthquake. Investigate. Connect the puzzle pieces. MIT monitored and disclosed what they called extremely anomalous atmospheric heating for three days. Directly above the Japanese earthquake epicenter. They can't explain it. I wonder why not. Another footnote. Tonga got hit this week as well with a 7.4 quake. They'll keep coming. Wait and see. Moving on. On that theme, next headline from multiple sources. The far north is burning and turning up the heat on planet Earth. From Canada to Russia, far north wildfires are already raging and it's only spring. That's from the report as well. For those that still want to pretend that it's some sort of hoax, please rethink that narrative because it is exactly the narrative that the controllers of the matrix and the climate engineers want the alt media to recite. And that narrative divides a population that needs to unite against the destruction of the planet's life support systems, and it's not just climate engineering. I've said it so many times, and I'll continue to do so. It's not a this or that equation. All forms of human activity that harm the planet's life support systems, that alter the energy balance of the planet, are a problem. All of them. Climate engineering being the worst of all, but not the only problem. So to pretend that we can continue the carbon fuel carnival forever is simply not reality. Matrix Media has been so successful at polarizing populations into so much disdain for individuals like Al Gore, and I feel the same disdain. He's a part of the problem, not a part of the solution. He owns stock in the very companies he claims to be fighting against. How hypocritical is that? And the same is true with every single environmental group of any significance, none of them admitting to climate engineering operations, none of them deserve a single cent unless or until they acknowledge and join the fight against climate engineering operations. But because there's so much disdain for these sources and individuals, that doesn't mean you take the opposite position of anything they say because you don't like them. That's not rational. As I've stated at geoengineeringwatch.org for now almost 15 years, what we're officially being told about the planetary meltdown falls far short of how bad it really is. It's far worse than anything we have been told. And now that's coming out week after week, article after article. It says, oh, it's way worse than we thought from the so-called climate science community. If we knew at geoengineeringwatch.org, how come they didn't know? Glacier melt off in Greenland, by one report, a hundred times worse than they thought. How can they possibly miss by that much? Because they've lied up until now, and now the truth is becoming harder and harder to hide. That's what's occurring. This equation is unimaginably exponential. There are perhaps as many as 50 feedback loops that have been triggered. As the climate system completely unravels, the geoengineers, the weather makers, are losing any control that they thought they had as they wage weather warfare and populations around the globe. The manipulators of the matrix thought they could play God with the weather indefinitely, but they'll soon find out how wrong they were. And about the ever-increasing wildfires, 
How do they serve the geoengineering agenda? For a short, shocking video report on the subject, one of our most important reports, search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. The link may be harder to find on Google since they're doing their absolute best to censor geoengineeringwatch.org. Consider this headline, and this relates to what I just covered, how wildfires serve the geoengineering agenda. This headline from the UK Guardian is titled, Black Summer Bushfires May Have Caused Rare Triple Dip La Nina, study suggests. This is complete corroboration of what I've stated on this broadcast now for over 400 episodes, that the climate engineers can actually manipulate the Enzo patterns, which is the La Nina and El Nino patterns, and the massive smoke canopies that are created off of the unprecedented wildfires all over the globe are part of that equation. Again, that's covered in the video, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. It's a way for them to produce what amounts to an artificial volcano. And they can temporarily cool certain regions. That affects upper-level wind currents. That affects ocean currents, which in turn can affect La Nina and El Nino. High-pressure heat domes do the same, affecting upper-level wind currents, which affects ocean currents. Again, search and view wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. Share it with others. Help to wake the masses. That is our only goal at geoengineeringwatch.org, and always will be. How many are, even now, going about their lives as if their lives are going to continue as they have been. And how many are even now completely oblivious to the cascading collapse scenarios that are already unfolding and accelerating on countless fronts, ecological and societal, all over the world? Next, from the Cascade Institute. What is a global poly crisis? Question mark. That's their headline. And how is it different from a systemic risk? Question mark. Here's the Cascade Institute's definition. A global poly crisis occurs when crises in multiple global systems become casually entangled in ways that significantly degrade humanity's prospects. These interacting crises produce harms greater than the sum of those that the crises would have produced in isolation were their host systems not so deeply interconnected. Translation, cascading collapse as I've covered so many times on this broadcast. Not coming, but rather already unfolding. Let's add this. New from Climate Action Australia, this headline. The Defense Department, speaking of the U.S. DOD, is worried about climate change and also a huge carbon emitter. Stop there. About this headline. It's almost true. Here's the correction. The U.S. Department of Defense isn't just a huge carbon emitter. For the record, the U.S. DOD is the largest single-source polluter on the planet. And that shocking fact doesn't even take the climate engineering global contamination catastrophe into account. Stop and think about all that for a moment. And while doing so, how many recall the Matrix Media U.S. military recruiting commercials of neck-deep propaganda that summed up their message by stating this, quote, the U.S. military is a global force for good. What a simplistic, moronic statement of public programming. A global force for good? Question, good for what? Extracting resources from foreign nations? Good for who? The controllers of the matrix? 
Yes, there's your answer, because in the long list of countries that the U.S. military mercenary force has invaded, occupied, and destabilized in order to secure resources for the empire, you won't find any of these countries that would call the U.S. military a global force for good. And about the willfully blind, flag-waving, pretend patriots, they continue to refuse to acknowledge that their own government and military is spraying our skies, and thus them and their children, with highly toxic elements under the guise of climate engineering operations that are, in reality, weather warfare, and so much more. None of it benevolent. And by all this criticism, am I somehow condoning other militaries from other countries? Of course not. And those that think that I am... Just because I condemn one, I must love the other. That's more programming, dichotomous this or that thinking that doesn't work in the real world. And if you don't believe your own government is neck deep in atmospheric spraying operations, doesn't matter. Denial won't change reality. Take the time to view the groundbreaking climate engineering documentary titled The Dimming on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for free. Consider the data in that documentary. And then decide what your government is or isn't doing. Now consider this 2021 headline from the New York Post. The Pentagon said global warming is the greatest threat facing America. With that headline in mind, if you think the Matrix military isn't completely committed to climate engineering operations, you need to recheck your reality. Manipulation of the weather, a.k.a. weather warfare, is the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex, a weapon with which they can and are bringing populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they're under assault. Think about it. And about the global pandemic of denial and delusion on so many levels, now let's consider the following. How does the term perception management apply to the insanity we see in our world? It's now so pervasive. Perception management is a term originated by the U.S. military. The U.S. Department of Defense, the DOD, gives this definition, quote, actions to convey and or deny selected information and indicators to foreign audiences to influence their emotions, motives, and objective reasoning, as well as to intelligence systems and leaders at all levels to influence official estimates ultimately resulting in foreign behaviors and official actions favorable to the originator's objectives. They continue, in various ways, perception management combines truth projection, operations security cover, along with deception and or psychological operations. There's more. Perception is defined as the process by which individuals select, organize, and interpret the input from their senses to give meaning and order to the world around them, a.k.a. power structure programming. Although perception management operations are typically carried out within the international arena between governments and between governments and citizens, use of perception management techniques have become part of mainstream information management systems, a.k.a matrix media in many ways that do not concern military campaigns or government relations with citizenry businesses may even contract with other businesses to conduct perception management for them or they may conduct in-house with their public relations staff translation we all of us each of us are detainees in the predator parasite class planetary truman show experiment 
Again, a term to remember, perception management, a.k.a. power structure programming. And what happens to those who challenge that? What happens to those that release information that the system doesn't want out? Let's ask Julian Assange. And what price has he paid? And how many so-called American patriots care at all about the fate of Julian Assange, who has sacrificed everything to try to tell the truth? Forgotten by most. Here's a headline from this week from VOA News. Australia urges U.S. to end pursuit of Julian Assange. Yet the U.S. government continues to aggressively pursue Julian Assange. Again, so much for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Total fallacy. Take the time to view the fifth estate about this incredibly courageous individual. How many want to keep pretending that our government exists to protect us and our posterity? How many want to pretend that so-called public protection agencies like the EPA and air quality boards exist to alert the public to dangerous conditions and not actually to hide the dangers from the public? How many are still pretending that the U.S. military exists to protect freedom and democracy when in reality they're a mercenary force for the empire used to invade, occupy, and subdue any and every country that possesses resources that the empire needs to sustain itself. And again, the caveat, no, I'm not endorsing any other country. They're all bad. It's a matter of scale. And never forget this, that no matter what the publicized surface conflicts are between nations, they are all colluding and cooperating on covert climate intervention operations. It cannot be otherwise. And we have 800-page documents at geoengineeringwatch.org that expressly describe and outline this global cooperation, even between otherwise adversarial nations. That's how it works. Look behind the curtain. You won't like what you see. Let's stop and consider this recent tweet from NASA scientist Peter Kalmus, who said, quote, it's depressing that there are still so many, quote, idiot climate deniers despite the stunningly obvious nature of global heating and its impacts. The NASA scientist, Peter Kalmus, continues saying this, quote, I'm embarrassed for our species, dismayed by the inaction of our leaders and terrified for our future, end quote. Mr. Kalmus, here's my response. Take a good, long look in the mirror and ask yourself how you can call yourself a scientist and pretend that climate engineering operations are at the core of this equation, making it far worse, not better. And yet the whole of the so-called science community pretending that we don't see it, what we see in the skies. It's not really there. They're proposing it, jet spraying particles into the skies that, yeah, would look exactly like what we see with the same elements that are showing up in lab tests all over the globe, but we're not really seeing what we're seeing. Total insanity. So again, for a scientist like this, I would suggest he take a long look in the mirror. In fact, and hopefully someone will send him a link to the dimming and ask for his response. All of these people need to see that indisputable proof that climate engineering operations are ongoing so that they're put on notice that we know that they know. And that one day soon, when the climate engineering assault is fully exposed, all those who helped to hide it should be, one would only expect, held legally and morally accountable by a population that is justifiably enraged. Moving on, here's another dose of deception from Matrix Media and the so-called climate science community from usatoday.com. Here's the headline, No, the UN is not using geoengineering and, quote, chemtrails to change climate. 
The report says a group of researchers surveyed 77 atmospheric chemists and geochemists to determine whether any evidence of chemical spraying from planes existed. The survey results published in environmental research letters found that 76 of the 77 scientists surveyed said there is no evidence that, quote, chemtrails exist. They didn't ask him about geoengineering or solar radiation management or stratospheric aerosol injection or cloud albedo enhancement. They didn't ask him about the science terms. They use a made-up pseudo-term that is the instant marginalization term, and that's why we use the science terms at geoengineeringwatch.org. So let's carry this further. Immediately after this disinformation survey was done, geoengineeringwatch.org conducted our own survey with the help of our legal team of 1,500 scientists that included the 77 that took the survey cited by USA Today. What were the results of our survey? Not one, not one of 1,500 scientists was willing to deny that climate engineering was occurring on the record. Not one. And again, our survey included the 77 scientists that said chemtrails don't exist but they weren't asked a question about the science terms for what's happening in our skies. It's all semantics. Look through the smoke and mirrors. From the Matrix Media Climate Engineering cover-up agency, AccuWeather.com, this. More than a foot of rain could create life-threatening flooding in Texas. It's a lot happening in Texas, from the borders to the skies. Question, are such events being orchestrated by the same core of control? You decide. And while doing so, consider and remember that the climate engineers control the spigot. Where it will rain, how much, how toxic, not opinion, historical record. Project Popeye, controlling rain in Vietnam almost 60 years ago, a glaring example. How far has this technology come since then? The AccuWeather report continues with this, a stalled storm in Texas. That's exactly what climate engineering does, controlling atmospheric pressure zones. They can stall a storm in place. Consider Hurricane Harvey, that the so-called forecasters, a.k.a. the Scheduled weather script readers knew seven days in advance that Hurricane Harvey would go where it did and sit there and spin for days, dumping 50 inches of rain on Texas. How do they know? Because that was the scheduled weather, and they can hold those storms in place with frequency transmissions, and we recorded that in the case of the hurricanes. Please search geoengineeringwatch.org hurricanes and look at what we recorded, the actual interaction between these transmissions and the storms. It is indeniable proof. So... Back to Texas, when this, quote, stalled storm is set to lead days of excessively wet weather for millions in the state, AccuWeather meteorologists continue to emphasize that the rounds of rain and severe thunderstorms could create very dangerous situations through the weekend. If you think this is nature, I'm asking you to do objective research and rethink what you thought. And about the storms in the southern and central U.S., let's not forget the potential for extreme, dangerous, and damaging hailstorms, a hallmark of chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations. Again, search the engineering winter section at geoengineeringwatch.org for indisputable data on that subject. For the record, one named element for such cloud seeding operations are polymer microfibers. Climate engineering patents names them. With that in mind, this new report from the New York Upstate.com. From the report, a new study on mice has shown that plastic in its smallest form can cross the blood-brain barrier. The report says in the brain, plastic particles could increase the risk of inflammation, neurological disorders, or even neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. This is a statement from one of the lead researchers of the study. They continue, nanoplastics are typically defined as being less than 
0.001 millimeters, about 120 times smaller than the width of a human hair. Nanoparticles used in climate engineering patents, far smaller still. In fact, you can fit as many as 100,000 across the width of a human hair, which makes them exponentially more dangerous still. This report then says, quote, microplastic contamination may also lead to short-term cognitive impairment and neurotoxicity, among other brain-related issues, according to the researchers. And now we know from peer-reviewed study that this polymer nanoparticle pollution is everywhere on planet Earth, from the bottom of the deepest trench in the ocean to North Pole, South Pole, Mount Everest, and everywhere in between. And I fully realize that there is an incalculable amount of plastic pollution deteriorating in the environment. But when we're talking about a completely ubiquitous contamination of the entire planet with particles that are very uniform in size that match climate engineering patterns exactly, and when we can look up and see what's happening in our skies, how can people not connect the dots? And then I hear so often, they wouldn't do this to themselves. Yes, they would. Yes, they have. Consider the 2,400 nuclear bomb detonations on planet Earth that have contaminated absolutely everything, including they. And they are those at the top, by the way, those that print the money. They're the ones that own militaries and thus own countries. And again, for those people that rely on their fortifying their denial by telling themselves that they wouldn't do this to themselves again, they already have. Fukushima is another example. Full-blown nuclear meltdown Three China syndrome scenarios, no technology to fix it, no end in sight, and they're building 60 more nuke plants now, and there's 440 online, all of which are going to melt down as societal collapse continues. Ionizing radiation will fill the atmosphere, stripping it away. Lifeless ball of rock. If we don't change course completely, we are done. You can quote me on that. And about that plastic, let's consider this headline. This is from a USA Today report previously published in this broadcast. Here it is. You're eating about a credit card's worth of plastic every week. Problem is you're not just eating it, you're breathing it. The USA Today report continues by saying you're eating, swallowing, and or breathing. They do admit to that, at least there. About 2,000 tiny pieces of plastic each week, a new study suggests, and that's a gross underestimate. In fact, we know from peer-reviewed study that nanoparticles are so inconceivably small that peer-reviewed study now says we may be inhaling as many as 20 million nanoparticles in every breath. Try to even conceptualize that. You can't. If you go outside on a very dark night after heavy spraying and hazy air, brightest light you can shine into the sky and look up through that beam, you won't believe what you see. It looks like you're in a blizzard. And the study says that an amount, this amounts to a credit card each week that you're ingesting and or inhaling. It's a wonder we're walking and talking, isn't it? And, and now let's add aluminum, barium, strontium, graphene, and all the industrialized pollution that's floating around. We have completely trashed this planet in the geologic blink of an eye. Let's get back to the high-pressure heat dome that the weather makers have scheduled for the western U.S. for the Mother's Day weekend. From ABC News, first heat wave of 2023 to bring record-breaking heat over Mother's Day weekend. From the report, multiple days of 90-degree heat are unprecedented for May. There have been days in May where the temperatures hit 90 degrees, but three or four days in a row of it is unheard of. Overnight lows will also remain well above normal. Low temperatures will only fall into the 60s on Sunday and Monday morning. You're talking about along the northern U.S. west coast when the nighttime lows don't cool down. That is a massive red flag harbinger of 
greenhouse gases being trapped in the atmosphere. And it's not just greenhouse gases. It's not just CO2. It's also methane, nitrous oxide, but it's also climate engineering elements that block some of the daytime heating while trapping that heat at night. There's nothing benevolent about climate engineering, nothing. It is malevolent from top to bottom. From the Washington Post, parts of U.S. and Canada brace for a potentially historic heat wave. And from the report, listen carefully to this excerpt, quote, a zone of high pressure, also called a heat dome, is set to expand and become very intense this weekend. This is the scheduled ionosphere heater-induced atmospheric high-pressure heat dome. If you don't believe this technology exists, you have not done your research. Search ionosphere heater and what they can do. They are a weapon of mass destruction, and this is the kind of destruction they can cause. And what's this doing to us? New from PBS. Too hot and humid to live. Extreme wet bulb events are on the rise. They are skyrocketing, and it's going to accelerate rapidly. As climate change continues warming, this is from the PBS report, a new and invisible killer is emerging, extreme wet bulb temperatures. This refers to a potentially lethal combination of heat and humidity that until now have appeared more infrequently around the world. But models predict that this combination is likely to become an increasingly big problem in the coming years. It's a given. It's already happening now. What is the wet bulb scenario? How do they calculate that? If you cover the bulb on a thermometer with a wet cloth and you blow wind across that wet cloth, the endothermic effect, the evaporative effect, will lower the temperature reading. And at the point where there's enough humidity in the air or too much humidity in the air, where that combination of factors, the wet cloth over the bulb, no longer lowers that temperature That's the wet bulb effect. And again, it refers to a combination of heat and humidity in which sweat produced by the human body to cool itself no longer evaporates and thus the cooling does not occur. And it's already begun in numerous locations around the world, in countries that don't have the world's largest military to chemically cool cloud moisture over populations, not for their own good but to keep them divided and confused in regard to the true severity of unfolding planetary meltdown being further fueled overall by climate intervention operations, chemically cooling them to fortify their normalcy bias, to fuel their denial of what's coming. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 405 may 13th 2023 this is dane wigington your host global alert news is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering the commercial free non-political global alert news hour is now broadcast on 22 a.m and fm stations throughout the country all recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm.
If you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to the spam file. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities, now with over a million and a half views on YouTube. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video, on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There's very high quality printed materials with shocking images, a picture's worth a thousand words, as the proverb goes. We now have Geoengineering Watch hoodies and shirts, both with very high quality four color images on both sides. The images of a military tanker descending down over the planet and spraying. A dimming sun is in the background with this caption Stop Climate Engineering, Investigate. And on the bottom, geoengineeringwatch.org, so the people can find a credible source of data. We have scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. We must wake the masses. That's the bottom line. The only way forward in this fight is to reach a critical mass of awareness. If we can do that, so many wheels in this battle will turn on their own as people in every aspect of society realize they are fighting for their own lives, including military personnel, private defense contractors, and their families. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a Geoengineering Watch shirt, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, or busy street downtown, please send us your photo so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. For specific details on how you can help to make your voice heard and move this fight forward, please check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Moving on. California rain from drought to deluge. A story that's playing out in many locations around the globe. And drought deluge scenarios are the hallmark of climate intervention operations. How many choose to blindly believe that just because the climate engineers finally allowed a few months of toxic precipitation to fall in the once golden state, that the forests, the soils, the insects, the birds, the bats, the bears will all come bounding back to life. No, you can't just erase what's been done. And especially not with toxic precipitation that whiplashes in and out of record heat and record UV. Soils are sterile in so many ways now. Things simply don't grow. And we get letters from all over the world, from gardeners, farmers, that are having immense trouble growing anything, and it's getting worse. New from Scientific American, heat waves fueled by climate change topple records around the globe. High temperature records have been set from Portugal to Thailand as heat waves fueled by climate change have arrived early this spring. Unbelievable heat in so many countries and so many Americans are completely oblivious because their massive military has kept U.S. populations temporarily and toxically cooled down by the chemical ice nucleation, cloud seeding operations. But that can't last. It won't last. And around the rest of the world, from this report, many regions are suffering from persistent drought conditions which are worsened by extreme heat. The droughts have taken a toll on agricultural yields, including wheat and barley crops. It highlights the cascading impacts that heat waves in combination with other hazards can have on the economy, livelihoods, and health. If we continue on this trajectory 
We won't be here much longer. That's a statistical mathematical fact. And what is this report not alluding to? The toxic elements in the rain that are sterilizing soil microbiome, destroying the ozone layer, releasing massive UV radiation, which is also killing crops. So many factors not mentioned. Next headline from multiple sources. U.S. Northeast blanketed with massive smoke plume from Canadian wildfires. A plume of smoke from Canadian wildfires will persist over the region and dim the sunshine. That term, again, that is the stated purpose of solar radiation management operations. And back to what I mentioned earlier in this broadcast, wildfires serve geoengineering agenda, and that's how they serve it. They help them to add to the atmospheric particulate loading to block the sun temporarily and incredibly destructively. But those in power don't care. They never have. They do not consider the consequences of their actions, even to themselves. And this is from psychoanalysis of those in power. They are not sane. Remember that. Next, from the Moscow Times, deadly forest fires engulf central and eastern Russia. Again, while it's snowing in Southern California, or was until only a week ago. And about the fires in Russia, Siberia, again, in spite of the publicized conflict between nations, they are all colluding and cooperating on climate engineering behind the scenes. It cannot be otherwise. And thus, each country likely sacrificing percentages of their forests to participate in the attempt to mask the meltdown of the planet, specifically the meltdown of the Arctic. I'll get to that in a moment. That's why the northern latitude forests are likely being sacrificed at this point to migrate the smoke over the polar regions. The Coriolis effect of the planet does that. The spinning of the earth spins the smoke canopy often toward the polar region. We are in very, very uncharted territory at this point. I'll get to more on that in a moment. Back to climate engineering fallout, the air we breathe, the water we drink, and the food we consume. Climate engineering nanoparticles are providing atmospheric platforms for an inconceivable amount of fungal proliferation to occur. With that in mind, this next headline, a follow-up to what I reported on last week's broadcast. This one from Exeter University. Here's the headline, devastating fungal infections wiping out crops and threatening global food security, experts warn. Scientists have warned of the devastating impact of fungal disease in crops, despite widespread use of antifungals. Not that those are good for us. They're horrific. They continue, we're already seeing massive crop losses due to fungal infection. It's a perfect storm, they say, which is causing fungal infections to spread rapidly. Next, more on this equation. Microplastics found in Arctic algae are bad news for the rest of the food chain. Summary, the planetary contamination is completely ubiquitous and it's not just industrialized pollution. Climate engineering, the intentional dispersion of these elements into the atmosphere all over the globe is a huge part of this equation that's not being acknowledged by any official source or any of the community of so-called climate science experts that were taught and trained to believe blindly. That trend must change soon or we have no chance. New from Scientific American. Some crabs are losing their sense of smell as oceans acidify. Yes, the oceans are acidifying radically because climate intervention operations dropping ocean fertilizing elements to create algae blooms to suck up CO2 has acidified the oceans with the downstream cascading collapse of many ecosystems there. Commercially viable Dungeness crabs are losing their sense of smell as the ocean absorb more carbon dioxide and become more acidic. Planets imploding, Canfield Ocean coming. From resilience.org, this, very important. Little things mean a lot. The world's microbiome 
is under threat. Among the most visible species threatened with extinction are leopards, tigers, elephants, orangutans, gorillas, rhinoceroses. But a loss of even greater consequence is the millions of species we cannot see. The microbiome of Earth, which is essential to the life of plants and animals worldwide. As the sixth great mass extinction on planet Earth proceeds and accelerates, we must consider the loss of these tiny creatures on which all life depends. Next, an update on the near-term extinction level scenario known as the clouds tipping point. Again, what this term refers to is the threshold of atmospheric gases in which clouds can no longer form. Game over. The clouds tipping point is believed to be in the range of 1,200 ppm, parts per million, of CO2 equivalent. We were officially told that atmospheric CO2 is currently about 425 ppm, though actual counts are likely considerably higher. And when other rapidly increasing atmospheric gases like methane and nitrous oxide are included in this equation, the CO2 equivalent is likely in the range of 850 ppm parts per million. If so, this leaves us precariously little time to completely alter our current course, lest we reach the 1200 ppm cloud tipping point. Further, massive frozen methane deposits in polar regions are now thawing and releasing, which is rapidly adding to the atmospheric loading of heat-trapping gases. Some of these deposits are literally exploding from Arctic tundra. I'm not asking anyone to blindly believe anything I report in this broadcast. What I'm asking for is honest investigation while there's still time to do so. On the subject just covered, please search Siberian methane craters for a start. The images will shock you. They look like a nuclear bomb crater. A final footnote of grave importance in regard to the Arctic and the methane stored in the seabed of the Arctic Ocean. We're hurling toward what is known as a BOE, a blue ocean event. That term refers to the moment there is an ice-free Arctic at the end of the summer melt season. Once that occurs, the heat buildup on our planet goes truly exponential. Sea ice reflects 90% of the sun's incoming thermal energy. The dark sea surface absorbs 90%. Once the ice completely blows apart, the Arctic Ocean will heat rapidly. Seabed methane will thaw in mass. The methane blowouts will migrate into our atmosphere, covering the planet like a layer of glass. This process has already begun. If it continues, it will soon be game over. Climate engineering and the attempt to hide what is occurring is making it far worse, not better. Based on current geologic calculations, the methane hydrate deposits in the Arctic alone are large enough to turn our planet into a lifeless ball of rock. As I've stated many times, it's known as Venus Syndrome. Search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus Syndrome to learn more. Again, the blue ocean event in the Arctic is coming. Ongoing climate intervention operations are pushing us further and faster toward it. Short-term Toxic surface cooldowns at the cost of an even worse overall warming and a cost of destroying what's yet left of the planet's remaining life support systems. And if that happens, all other causes and concerns become moot. So with that in mind, I have this question. Why is it that so many self-proclaimed truth-tellers on social media networks still refuse to even mention the near-term existential threat of global climate engineering weather warfare operations? Not a word on this most dire issue, let alone giving the weather warfare threat the priority focus it so deserves. 
and even sources that focus on health and environmental conditions the same. Deafening silence in regard to the climate engineering subject in spite of the fact that the highly toxic climate engineering fallout is completely contaminating the entire planet along with every breath we take. It's literally a form of atmospheric biological warfare. And not a word from so many self-proclaimed social media truth-tellers that want you to believe they're informing you of all the most dire threats to your health when they aren't. How many that consider themselves to be climate engineering activists have long since left the battlefront? Why? There are likely many reasons, but whatever they may be, giving up on the battle to expose and halt climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare, isn't an option. I'll continue to hope that those who have abandoned the fight will return to help us carry this torch forward into the gathering storm. Consider the only possession that we can ever truly call our own is our God-given will. Everything else can be taken. Everything else is ultimately not in our control. Your possessions, all of them, whatever they may be, your family, your friends, your health, even your life, ultimately, none can be considered as ultimately being in our control. All of it can be taken from us, one way or another. But so long as we are living our God-given will and what we individually choose to do with it is in our control alone. Question, what do you want to be found doing when your final day comes? Manning your appointed post till the brutal bitter end or something else? I never wanted this battle. I'm not an activist or political in any way, shape, or form, but I remember with crystal clarity when my calling came. So much has happened since that time. The journey continues. I'll remain at my appointed post, no matter what comes. It's my obligation to the whole. I don't own my life. I owe it. During the course of this long and arduous journey to expose and halt the climate engineering assault, I've had the great honor to cross paths with so many that have summoned their courage and are now helping to carry this torch forward into the gathering storm. I feel the deepest gratitude toward each of you that have joined this epic fight for all that matters, literally, life on Earth. We march together in this epic battle. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference, even at this late hour. Search the Activist Suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific details on how to help move this fight forward. Share credible data from a credible source. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay strong. Never yield to the fading of the light, ever. This is Dane Wigington with Geoengineeringwatch.org.